Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and I've got an amazing, amazing, amazing guest. I'm super excited to bring her to you. Uh, incredible author, speaker, comedian, educator. I mean, saw after speaker, Judy Carter. Uh, you know, what else? Author of the Comedy Bible, one of my favorite stand-up comedy books. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And if only I was uh, at goal weight, everything would be amazing on top of all of that. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> well, you look great. So I know. I just always hear my mother's voice. Ah, you wrote, I could have, Judy, you found the cure to cancer, but you were five pounds overweight. It's like, we never get past that, do we? Okay. Oh, oh, mothers. Um, so Judy's, we're going to talk today about being funny to be taken seriously mm. because I, you know, I want to bring Judy on because she, I mean, honestly, the comedy, but I've written, a, I've read a lot of books on being funny, writing funny. And I think it's probably the best book I've written technically or read. Sorry, I didn't write it. Um, uh, technically everything. It's amazing. And I think it's one of those things that everyone needs to start putting into their marketing, into their videos, into their emails, but there's a technique to it. It's not just, everyone thinks stand-up comedy is just like, right? Just walking up there and just being funny. It's not that at all, is it? <laughs> um, no, it's not. That's the big, that it, that's the real big lie, right? That, that we're just on stage, just happen to be, every time we open our mouth, we're really funny. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, before we get into this, you've done a lot, and I just want to, highlight some of the stuff because you've written for other people you've written for shows give us a little high level of all the places that you've performed and written because it's amazing well i started off you know uh uh doing comedy and at the time i was one of the few female comics and next thing you know i'm traveling with prince um and uh, opening for him and um and uh, just traveling all throughout the U.S. doing comedy clubs. And after a while, it just got, whoa, you know, um, dealing with hecklers. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the people listening to this in business, you don't have any hecklers, do you? Anyway, so I just went home and went, decided to have a, a new career. I actually didn't know what to do with my life. And tell you the truth, those are really wonderful moments in one's life when you just have nothing and then you could turn it into something. I just rented, um, I had no job skills, so I just rented an office and went there every day until I figured out something. People said, oh, what do you do? I said, uh, nothing. And they assumed I was in management. So that was cool. And so uh, someone asked me to type and she wrote books. And next thing you know, I wrote a book and it was rejected from 59 agents. And then next thing you know, uh, number 60 hit. She liked it. Random House liked it. And another woman liked it. Her name is, maybe you heard of her, uh, Ian? Her name is uh, Oprah. Oh, yeah. Oprah Winfrey. I've heard of her. Yeah. You never have to give her last name, do you? It's just no. like, Oprah. okay, got it. Um, yeah. And, and next thing you know, I started 
being asked after being interviewed by Oprah um, and showed that I could make anyone funny, I got asked to speak at a corporate event. And I never knew about this um, thing where, they, oh, you want me to do a stand-up? They go, no, no, just talk about how we could use humor. And really, how, okay, so that got me thinking. Um, and then I would teach them, you know, because they were very humor impaired. A lot of people in the corporate <laughs> environment is like, you know, sometimes when you when I speak for them, they go, oh, was that appropriate? Is 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 HR laughing? If HR laughs, I'll laugh. And and so, you know, then you you realize that um, wow, they could use laughter as you know, uh, they need to know how to make people laugh. Because nobody likes a boss or nobody likes to work for somebody who, you know, doesn't know how to lighten up. And so the next thing you know, I've been hired by uh, so many healthcare companies. I just like three days ago did something for a hospital um, in Massachusetts and, you know, they're suffering from burnout. And I just showed them how to look at life the way I do, like how to find the humor, because I think especially in this day and age of COVID and um, so many disasters around us with you know global climate change, pandemic, shares mounting, a new comeback tour. I mean, how do we how do we stand all of this, Ian? So I just, you know, show them how to, you know, look into my head to see how we turn problems into punchlines. And it's it's important, right? Because I think people want to they feel like they have to take stuff seriously. If you're in healthcare, or if you're a lawyer, or you, you have to take stuff seriously, but it really you don't. And I think that's a good point to make: is you kind of need to lighten up, right, to to do a better <laughs> job at stuff. <laughs> I read just wait, where is it? Because I'm doing something. I'm doing a training next week of uh, training CEOs how to be funny. So I started doing a little research, and I found this thing that according to Harvard Business, um, that leaders with any sense of humor are seen as 27% more motivating and admired than those who don't joke around. Their employees are 15% more engaged, and their teams are twice as likely to solve a creativity challenge. And all that, I guess, translates into um, improved performance. And so... Now, especially with high attrition rates in the corporate market, um, everybody's scrambling to find employees. And I think uh, employees have more choices now, and they just don't want to work in a toxic environment. Um, they're just quitting like crazy and go, I, I want to have fun in my life. I want to have levity. You know, I want to laugh a lot, and that's not just when I get home and smoke a joint. I want, to, you know, I want to have fun at work. Not that I'm saying smoking pot at work, but I'm just, I'm, I live in California, by the way. Anyway, so, so I'm just saying that, that um, I think we all need to make an effort to, you know, lighten up. And that's why I say, especially if you're angry, you know, um, don't get mad, get funny, because when you're angry and you're communicating, people can't hear you. Um, and they can hear you when you communicate something 
you know, in a funny way and usually using something I call self-mocking humor. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, yeah, self-deprecating, self-mocking humor is great. But I, I, do you feel like a lot of people, especially professionals, are scared of making fun of themselves and that like they will lose something out of it? Uh, 100%. I think especially women um, who are in positions of power have tried really hard to be taken seriously and they don't want to undermine it. Where um, I think a lot of men who are maybe used to holding power and used to um, poking fun at themselves with, uh, with no negative results from that, they're more willing to take that chance. But absolutely, we all can see what a bad joke can do. <laughs> you know, we've, seen, we've seen stock decline from bad jokes. We've seen, uh, you know, it, it, it's like in this woke environment, humor has become, uh, it could be a weapon or it could be a real asset. It just depends how you swing that sword. And so how do you find the right sword? <laughs> ah, that's a good question, isn't it? Well, here's the basic rule of comedy. Uh, you know, don't poke fun at anybody who's con already considered oppressed, whether you agree with that oppression or not. So certainly that means you can't make fun of anybody's sexual orientation or their ethnicity. So play it safe. There is one person you can't poke fun of. And that's yourself, you know, you know, make fun of yourself. Everybody else probably is already. I mean, is, I mean, isn't that the power grab? I mean, the power grab is that uh, you joke about the elephant in the room, like, but you do it in such a way that um, is lighthearted. And because you know, I'll give you I'll give you a couple examples on this. Am I looking into the camera? Yes. I? yes. I, okay, I couldn't tell. I'm anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm not on Zoom. I'm so familiar with Zoom. But anyway, so so here's here's I'll give you some examples of how. First of all, um, joking. We'll start off with joking about the elephant in the room. And I have two examples on this. Um, I was asked to speak at a telecommunications company. And this is so interesting because when I speak, I always, I always ask, you know, uh, the person who hired me, what is the problem everybody's, you know, on everybody's mind? And he said, oh, my God, well, it's this worldwide shortage of copper, Judy. It's just terrible. We, we have customers. We can't get enough stuff out to them because there's a worldwide shortage of copper. Well, I go, gee, that's Okay. Um, what about if I talk to a couple of people, like maybe some of the uh, admins, you know, working for you, like other people, right? Not in leadership positions. And I said, so I understand you have a big problem, worldwide shortage of copper. They go, we do? <laughs> oh, I know about that. You know, the, I, what the big problem is, Judy, we have no parking. We have no, I have to walk a mile away, Judy. Oh my God, do you know in the middle of the day, I have to go feed the meter. I have to park in a freaking park. Anyway, management had no idea this was what was out of the virus. So, so I come on and I say, hi, you know, I'm, I'm Judy, your keynote speaker, and I'm not going to talk long because I understand you have to feed the meters. <laughs> <laughs> 
the entire place fell apart. The entire place. So, so what a great technique to have, like if you're a speaker and if you're, you know, CEO and you're speaking to people to have everybody love you within 10 seconds. I mean, bam, because what am I doing? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm using their voice. I'm saying, I hear you and I hear your concerns. And when you can do something like that and throw that in, oh my God, people, A, you've got their attention, B, you've got their respect and they love you. So that's worth, worth the risk of doing something funny because I never go on stage and say, I'm going to be funny. I go on stage and go like, what are the ideas I want to communicate? And I communicate those ideas in a funny way, which is a totally different thing. You know, then I have this other example um, of calling the situation, which is, which is, this was, could have been a huge disaster. There was a cosmetic company and they hired me to talk um, um, they said they want them to everybody to lighten up because they just announced right before, you know, I went on that none of them are going to receive their bonuses because they're having cutbacks. So Judy, you're going to go on and just cheer them up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh talk about throwing right? under the bus. Oh my God. Well, you know, you know, a normal person in would have said, um, I have, why don't you get Ian to come talk to you? I'll get somebody else to come. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I double booked. I can't do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of proud of myself because I got the perfect joke that really, when you talk about people falling off their chairs laughing, they fell off their chairs laughing. So I said... Well, I understand. Now, this is called, this formula is a formula called, and it's in my book, because in the book I list a lot of formulas. By the way, you're reading my old book, uh, the New Comedy Bible, the actual New Testament is, is just out. So, so the way this goes is a list of three where you set up a pattern with the first two, and then you just um, do a jump on the third one. So it goes like that. Uh, so what I said to this company was, you know, I understand that you've been having um, uh, going to trainings on conceptual marketing, which means it's not you're not selling the lipstick. It's the concept of beauty. You're not selling mascara. You know, it's the concept of looking good. And apparently it's just the concept of a bonus. And they didn't see it coming. I threw it in there. And they, they were literally fell off chairs, rolling like, oh, <laughs> they didn't. That's the, that's the biggest compliment, by the way. You can get us, you know, as a comic. I didn't see it coming. And so, you know, so I go in and I teach. I teach, you know, people in business some basic comedy techniques, you know, so when they, when they speak in front of people, they get laughs, you know, they can lighten up, they can go around and make fun of themselves. And, and that's pretty much what I do. 
I love that. And you know, it's, I like that three part formula that you talked about and it's, it's a great formula and there's, I mean, formulas like they work right in, in comedy and people are like worried about being formulaic, but if you're not fun, especially you're not funny at all, you should probably start with a formula, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's not the formula that's funny. It's what you, what you put in the formula. If it was so simple, that's just go, you know, one plus one equals two. It's not that simple, but um, comedy is, um, there are formulas um, in comedy. And like you have to, a lot of people think you, you, you just get up and be funny, but the most important part of a joke is the setup. And so obviously you set up a joke and you lead an audience down a path and you get the laugh because you do what we call a turn and, and you turn it. So that's the fun part. Um, so how you turn it, you know, is like the list of three is uh, like, I threw one in here. I think when I said, oh, we're doing a lot of disasters, you know, coronavirus, hurricanes, uh, share is mounting new farewell tour. You know, that's like a formula of large, large, and then small. So, you know, or you, anyway, that's, that, that's, that's the list of three formulas, but it's not the formula works. It's what you fill it in with that makes it work or not work or what you're trying to communicate. And, you know, and I, one big things you talk about in it, in, in the new comedy Bible, which I think is important is the consistency and, and constantly coming up with new ideas and running through new ideas. How can like, let's say, you know, a healthcare professional or CEO be incorporating this into their day-to-day routine? Well, that's a good question. I, I give everybody this little exercise, which is kind of fun, instant way to, you know, lighten up and liven up because comedy is really doing the unexpected. And I think we all get into these habits of same thing every day. Uh, like Ian, when I say, hello, how are you? What's the expected answer? I'm fine. How are you? Fine. Yeah. How are you? I'm so, sorry. Something's wrong with my bangs and I, Wait, oh my God. Oh, I put this false eyelash in. It just fell out. Damn it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. It out. We'll edit. <laughs> Keep it in. It's okay. It's funnier. It's funnier with one, one makeup on, nothing on that. Okay. Uh, it's just like it was hanging down. I couldn't see it. I just got this on Amazon. It's supposed to be magnetic eyelash, but I don't understand it. Okay. What? Whatever. I can't help there. <laughs> See, funny is in the mistakes. Um, memorable moment. So exactly. you say, hello, how are you? You say, I'm fine, fine. How, are, how are you? Yeah. Well, if you disrupt that and you do something unexpected and you make fun of yourself, um, that's a real fun wake-up call that you could just try. Now what's happening? Oh, my God, this fell. I'm falling apart before your very eyes. <laughs> anyway, so, so God, this was Damn it's it. unexpected, okay. like you were talking about. It is. just I, I just go with it. You know, that's what comedy is. You just go with it. So, you know, if you go, hello, how are you? You know, just insert something about yourself. You know, I'm getting older. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you add this word, woohoo. So you say something negative about yourself followed by the word woohoo, you know? 
Isn't it great? Look at me. I take acid. Now I'm taking antacid. I know. <laughs> How are you, by the way? Anyway, so it, it's like it doesn't take more time. It's just a second. But hello. How are you? Well, you know, I'm follically challenged. You know, I'm having a bad hair day. I'm, oh, my God. I have teenagers at home. Woohoo! <laughs> you, know, you just put in something that you're dealing with in there, and you just start... Like, try it a day. Every time someone says, hello, how are you? Tell them the truth. Um, and do anything but say the word good or fine. I mean, nobody is good or fine right now. Right? We're just going around lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. And, uh, you know, it's not the truth. You know, hello, how are you? I'm on Xanax. Woo-hoo! Um, so whatever it is in life, you know, like, I had a challenge, NPR, you know, all things considered. And when I wrote, when I wrote my, the, uh, the book, they, they, and I said, I can make anyone funny. And so I, they, they challenged me, and we found the most unfunny person in America. And he definitely was unfunny. He was um, a civil engineer working for the Army. And, and um, he said, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not at all funny. And I'm, I'm just totally straight. And I thought that was so funny. So we tried that. Hello, hi. God, totally boring. Woohoo! And people laughed. <laughs> and, and, and there's like truth. When you, when you just admit true stuff about yourself, you know, and stop the cover-up, because comedy is really just that, unmasking the truth but with humor. Yeah, it's so true. And it, it, there's a, something relieving about it too, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I think that's why, you know, people pay so much, pay the cover charge and pay $10 for a beer to go to a comedy club because, you know, they want to hear the truth um, with humor. And I, I think that's that's when people stopped watching the news and started to watch, you know, the daily show for their for their news and what's going on, because looking at the news today is like, you know, looking right into the sun. It's just, it's just <laughs> scorching to the soul. It's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, I love The Daily Show, and I love uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And, you know, it was amazing. Once the laugh track went away with Last Week Tonight, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. <laughs> um, and it's so, you know, having that humor release is so important and so important in business and finding it is important. Um, you know, what other, is, is there any other techniques that you would suggest to like, let's say if someone's doing videos, right? Cause over the past, oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 over the yeah, pandemic, yeah. right. A community stand-up comedy is about going and testing your material, but during the pandemic it was pretty hard to test the material, wasn't it? Well, you know, quite frankly, I was working more than I ever had during the pandemic because I was already doing online Zoom stuff. So I was very, very tuned into Zoom. And I just had been asked to, uh, oh, my God, teacher meetings so much. They asked me to, you know, uh, do a half hour webinar on comedy and interactive stuff. And I was I was all ready for it. It's um, it's is hard doing online comedy. Um, that's why I have everybody turn their mics on and you know have 
you got to hear the laughs. I tried it without that, and it was just really scary. But um, <laughs> some more comedy techniques. Absolutely. Let's talk about PowerPoint. Oh, my God, PowerPoint. You know, people, you know, they call it death by PowerPoint. You know that, that joke. And, and it is because, you know, when you just have data, 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 bullet point, bullet point, bullet. And yes, good for you. You've learned how to animate your bullet points. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Congratulations, Mazel tov. You know how to work Microsoft PowerPoint and have them pop up. But it's such an opportunity. Now I'm looking at my eyes going this. I got to take this off because that looks really weird. All right. Now I look like shit. Oh, my God. This is a disaster. And it was a disaster. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> this is one of those cases where they're laughing at me and not with me. Hmm. No, we're, right, I'm so, laughing with you. Are you right? I'm not <laughs> laughing so much. Anyway, so PowerPoint, PowerPoint um, is when you have things appear, you know, and you have a bullet list, have the last one be funny. It's a perfect way to put in a list of three, you know. And, and so let's just say you're doing a sales presentation, right? Um, make something up that you're going to throw in, you know? <laughs> you know, just to keep it away. Yes. And, you know, if you get this, you're going to get a year subscription to my, you, you know, my channel and you've, and, and you're going to get the supplementary reading materials and you can have my teenage son. So call us right now. You know, just like throw some, and, and just to keep people friggin' awake that you, 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 you've made an attempt. So you just want to throw something in. Um, so it's the same thing with your slides. Serious, serious, funny. And, you know, I started to do, um, before I walk on stage, I get the audience really laughing because... I have, um, I, you know, you've, you can find so many memes on the internet that are so funny and just throw some funny memes up there. Get people laughing at your next meeting, you know, um, you know, have a, have a pre-show which you get people into a really good mood. So do some research on that. And then at the end of an email, have something unexpected, something, something funny like so like I was just writing an email today and and you know how we get all so busy and it's like oh same kind of stuff and I was just somebody wanted me to speak someplace and they wanted my qualifications and I'm going like I've done this and I've done that and Atlantic City Entertainment of the Year blah 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 and, and and then I okay and I look you know please I look forward to getting back to you Judy Carter and I looked at the email and I went well, that's not funny. And then I just added it. P.S. I'm a lot funnier than this email. And that was, uh, they called me, they, we just cracked up over that. So it's just like, do comedy doesn't, life doesn't show up funny. It doesn't, it takes an effort, you know, it takes that little F extra mm, to make something funny. So I, I say, that's what you do. You, you do that little extra mm, to, to create something. And we have so many resources in front of us of funny quotes. If you're not funny yourself, um, you know, well, as 
was going to say this because I just saw his special, but I don't think you want to say this. As Dave Chappelle says, no, you know what? No, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. No, no, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. There's a lot of controversy around him. So, you know, so that's why I, I, I laughed at myself. I was just watching his special. There's a lot of controversy around him. But, you know, you can find something, in a, you know, and Stephen Colbert says, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just to have, you know, something that's relatable. Maybe that you have, you have them at your, um, you know, open on your computer so you can throw different things in just to liven up the day. Maybe a, a little quote at the end, something just, just to... Make that extra levity because you have a choice. You could be one of these people who, you know, just get stressed out and drink, or you can laugh and drink. That's, <laughs> you can always drink. That's the point of what I'm saying. <laughs> you can always drink. <laughs> just helps. Thank you for the permission to drink. Uh, I'm telling my wife, you told me I could. Uh, <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Judy, this is fantastic. I've got a quick question. Right now, who's your, what's your, who's your favorite stand-up right now? I know that's Well, you know, I have to say I'm partial to the people who've taken my class. My classes, my online comedy classes. So I have to say Hannah Gatsby is like one of my favorites. She's won an Emmy for her Netflix special. And I love her because she's incredibly true to herself or who she is. And she has a willingness to poke fun at herself. And she's somebody who can take a really boring topic like art history and Picasso and 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 make people laugh over it. I mean, I I really um, admire that, you know. Other people take my workshop are Seth Rogen. I <laughs> think wow. he's like super funny. Um, Maz Jobrani, I just did a podcast with him. He's, you know, and and I think um, all those people, you know, they started making by making fun of themselves and like stereotype about themselves, you know, like um, making fun of Seth Rogen, making fun of himself being a stoner, you know, and Hannah Gatsby, who's gay and looks very masculine. And she just pokes fun of that right, right out of the gate. Um, very impressive. And uh, Maz Jobrani, uh, when he took my class, I said, uh, what's your ethnicity? He said, I, you know, Persian, Iranian. I went, you got to go with that. That's just like gold. And, you know, he did the Axel of Evil tour and ended up performing Kennedy Center and, you know, such a successful career. So I think that very thing that you people make fun of you about, um, or that is, um, is different is really the key to a stand-up comedy career. So, or at least in your current job, you know, use it to joke about yourself because, you know, like I say, everybody else is already, it's a powerful way that you can own it. You love it. Love it. And it's, I mean, it's so great. And it's it, like you said, it, it'll make for better content. You'll enjoy it better. People enjoy your content better because there's so much content out there. It's like you gotta be, you gotta stand out now. Yeah, you know they uh, they were telling me that many planners are going like when someone's pitching them a speaker, they go, "Yeah, well, this guy speaks on leadership. Yeah, but he's fun. Is he funny? Oh, this person speaks on conflict management. Yeah, but 
um, are they funny? So no matter what you really speak on or what where you work, oh my God, I was I just <laughs> did a last gig for people who work in concrete. So you know, it's just like <laughs> oh man, uh, like my my I came up with like fifteen dad jokes at once about concrete, but I <laughs> 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 I, I won't repeat them here because. It's funny, but not that funny. Only da hashtag dad joke. Um, but that's and so you know, if someone did, want, you, you're still speaking. You're still doing speaking gigs. I mean, first of all, New Comedy Bible. We'll put a link to in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's down below. Honestly, fantastic. If you even are thinking about stand up comedy or you just want to get funnier, there's so many amazing tools in there. So definitely get that. I, know, I got a funny email today about it. Just like. Can you tell me what's in the book? Because I'm considering buying it. It's $8 on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like worried about $8, get a job. Don't buy the book. You don't need more comedy in your life. Okay. It's just like, really? Really? Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic yeah. tool. But if someone wants to hire, you've got comedy classes too. And those are on... Um, the comedy classes are on the Comedy Bible website. And yeah, but basically it's judycarter.com. It's my name. It's actually the name I was born with, so it's weird. Um, uh, judycarter.com. And, um, you know, I have, like, things that I do there and what have you. And, uh, and that's what I do. I'm trying to lighten up this world one joke at a time. I love it. And you're available still for uh, for speaking engagements, right? You've, you've done healthcare, education, yeah, con uh, you know, in the past, in the, pa I, in the past few months, I've done, you know, everything has come back. I, I just got back from Maui and then I was in healthcare convention um, in Vegas. And then I did home healthcare in Ohio. That's just in the past month. So everything's coming back. I've been I've been really busy as well as doing online webinars, which are great because, you know, I'm not wearing pants right now. So that's great. Yeah. Poor pants industry is down the toilet. Oh, poor, <laughs> poor guys. It, okay. So I'm, one last thing before we go, since you mentioned home health care, tell me one of your home health care jokes, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. What I do is what's really fun for me and keeps me alive is that I... Um, I like to customize what I do for each audience. So I make fun of their acronyms. I get a list of their acronyms. But one thing I thought was, because I, I always go, okay, what are they dealing with in home health care? And I went, and I talk, the title of my talk is Stress is a Laughing Matter. So I'm talking about stress and I'm going like, oh my God, you people have it so hard because who's coming into your home? The baby boomers. This is the generation, the crankiest generation that said, defy authority. Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. And you're the people who have to say, Mr. Johnson, you've just gone in your pants. Now, please come to the bathroom. <laughs> then I went off. <laughs> What's going on? Are all the baby boomers incontinent or just lazy? <laughs> Are they wearing diapers all, diapers all day long so they can just stay on the golf course all day long? Look, Bob, I'm peeing and putting. You know, it's, it's like, like, continent, you're just lazy. 
yeah, I like to write jokes for whatever organization I'm working. So that's fun. That's amazing. So yeah, check out Judy. I mean, go to judycarter.com. She's got classes on there. You can hire her. Uh, like I said, get the new comedy Bible. I think everyone should get it. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. Thank you. If they and, can uh, afford it. They can yeah. afford that $8 Ian. <laughs> <laughs> well, if not, we'll, we'll do a show about making $8 so that they can buy the new comedy Bible. Uh, but Judy, thank you so much for being sure. on the garlic marketing show. Okie dokie. And, uh, make sure to go check out judycarter.com, uh, buy the new comedy Bible and, uh, make sure to you know reach out tell her you saw her on here like her hire her for your healthcare events she's only a hundred thousand dollars in a gig so uh <laughs> and thank you all for joining judy and i on the garlic marketing show thank you and for taking us on your journey video you know it'll make you an authority you know it will get you more leads better leads that close faster and spend more with you and video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients the problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.